to go to the boat around Wigan and we're in Sharpie's Fish and Chip restaurant this afternoon. Lo and behold, we've booked into a local celebrity, none other than Wigan Athletic Chief Executive, Mr Jonathan Jackson. Good afternoon, Jonathan. Hi, Barry. How are you doing? Doing very well, thank you. Uh, it's, it's great that you could spare a couple of minutes to have a quick chat with us. Early, early summer, there was uh, a lot of speculation going around about uh, Roberto Martinez, whether he was going to go to Liverpool or what was going on. Uh, how much of a, of a relief is it to have, uh, to have kept him at the club? It's, it was uh, a very unsettling time. Uh, it's a massive relief and a massive boost to the football club that Roberto's here and he's committed his future, certainly in the short term, to, to Wigan Athletic. Um, it seemed like half the clubs in, in the Premier League were after him, if, if you read the papers. Yeah, Liverpool, Villa, even Spurs got mentioned, didn't they? Every job that came up, and it seemed like every day there was a new Premier League yeah. job up for grabs. Roberto was right at the top of, of the favourites for it. And obviously when a club like Liverpool comes knocking on your door, for Roberto it must have been a, a huge decision. Um, and he, he obviously considered that, that position. Um, and ultimately decided to stay with Wigan Athletic and I think that's that's a great compliment to, to everyone at Wigan Athletic that uh, he decided to stay here and, and continue the, the progress that he's made over the last three years which uh, is fantastic for the football club and, and great to have him here because he's a fantastic ambassador for the football club he, he's developed a playing style that is, is uh, well regarded throughout the Premier League certainly in the latter part of last season we were getting so many uh, plaudits and, 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 and great reviews from the media and that's something that we've all aspired to get and the way we play football and the results we got was, was magnificent so it was great so after an unsettling time we were able to get back to work and uh, get planning for the new season it's fantastic and it's the second time in two seasons as well isn't it with uh, the stuff with Bill of the season before. Yes, it was. Uh, it was. It was very similar to the season before. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a, a few weeks of uncertainty, a few weeks of Sky Sports cameras being permanently <laughs> yeah, placed. Outside. Jim White. Yeah, Jim yeah. White yeah. Uh, ringing up uh, uh, David Whelan and, and finding out the latest what was going on yeah. and. Uh, and ultimately Roberto stayed and that's for it's the fans it's, it's great yeah and all the fans are really excited by it I, I read somewhere I don't know if it was in a newspaper or on the internet that uh, Roberto said he'd signed a three, new three year deal is that correct or uh, have I misread that no no that's correct he signed that last he signed that last season before right so before we, the he's under contract for the next two seasons at least he is then. indeed yes that's brilliant news um, brilliant so we're looking for a good season uh, we've got the manager we want in charge things can't be better well we, we perhaps could have got off to a better start on Sunday against <laughs> Chelsea, certainly the first six minutes uh, weren't the greatest but after that I thought we played very well against Chelsea, we went uh, uh, after the first six minutes we played very well, we are probably the better team uh, but we've got high hopes for this season, we, we feel that as a unit, as a squad, we're stronger than last year we've got some great additions with Ivan Ramis and uh, Aruna Kone who are top players from La Liga who uh, Bring great experience, quality to the squad, and gives us different options. And uh, I think Roberto's building a team that can really compete this year. And so we've got hopes of uh, certainly uh, avoiding the last day dramas that we've had over the last couple of years. Well, they're brilliant, liable pressure, and mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Jonathan. Moving on to uh, just been talking 
about bright futures in terms of first team. We've also had some new developments in the last 12 months or so. I know we've been working hard on the elite player performance plan in terms of the overall of the centre of excellence moving into an academy at, mm. uh, state, at level two. Um, just your thoughts on that, and if you could give the fans any kind of inkling of the changes that we'll be seeing down at Christopher Park. Yeah, we, we do foresee big changes in youth development at the football club because there are big changes in youth development throughout uh, the football league and the Premier League. Over the last two years, youth development has been a, a really hot topic uh, uh, amongst all Premier League clubs. Driven by the FA, uh, how we improve youth development, how we ensure that we as a nation produce the best players for the Premier League clubs, the Football League clubs, but also the English national side, uh, the the, uh, the failure of, of England to to not compete at international level and get past the quarter-finals is something that is is causing the people at the FA big problems. And I think they've gone right back to, to, to the roots of the problem, looked at what happens in Germany, looked at what, what happens in Spain, and brought it back to the clubs and said, how can we improve youth development at the clubs? So, as you say, the elite player performance plan is something that's been developed and was voted in last season at the Premier League and the Football League. And it means massive changes for, for every club who wants to uh, operate an academy. Uh, centre of Excellence is a no more. We operated a Centre of Excellence. Previously there were 23 academies in, in throughout the Football League and the Premier League. Um, a similar number has applied for Category 1 status uh, of an academy. We've applied for Category 2 just because we have got a lot of catching up to do. I think at Wigan Athletic, I think, youth development has not been a priority. It is something that we've striven to improve over the last few years, but I think what the Elite Player Performance Plan has done is meant that we've had to look at ourselves and decide whether we wanted to, to really make a, an effort to produce young players that were going to athletic. Uh, and that, when I'm talking about young players, I'm talking about under nines right through to under 21s. So initially we're going to be category two, which means that as an academy we'll be playing against the likes of Leicester and Birmingham, Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United, Derby. Um, most Premier League clubs will operate a, a, an academy one. But within a couple of years, we intend to have facilities, not only for the first team, but facilities for the academy that will reflect uh, our Premier League status and reflect a Category 1 academy. We have to have those, academy, uh, the, those facilities in place, we have to have the staff in place, and recently we've recruited uh, into the academy people like Neil Rimmer, Peter Atherton, Kevin Langley, and uh, ex-captain Matt Jackson is... Uh, is in charge of operations there and the whole process is aimed to deliver uh, the best academy that we can at the best facilities to produce the best players and ultimately that's got to be our aim. But it's, a, it's not something that we can achieve overnight, it is going to be a number of years before we get there but we've made immediate changes that, that hopefully the parents of our academy players can see um, and things that we have to do to ensure that we uh, we achieve the status that we want to, and it's something that's going to be independently audited. 
um, they're going to go into all the academies and if you don't reach the required standard you're not going to be allowed to operate an academy so it's something that we we have to do uh, and, and for Wigan Athletic it's, it's, it's great news for youth development because it means that hopefully we'll compete with other teams within the area and start producing players right on our doorsteps Fantastic just one question on it is the, I know with, with the plan um, with especially with category one not 100% sure on category two maybe you can clarify is, is the player dwellings so they'll be living on site is that purely on category one or is it uh, category, the, category one and two um, you, you don't have to have players living on site uh, but, but certainly you have to have links with educational establishments with schools and colleges to ensure that you have access to those players during the core hours the core hours are nine till five so in effect you are taking children out of school and they're getting coached during those hours they're getting more coaching hours the the, the whole ethos of the EPPP was that a player from the under nines right through to under 21 should receive 10,000 hours coaching during that time and to get 10,000 hours coaching you have to be there two or three hours a day on the field receiving on-field coaching so to do that you have to have the, ch the children living nearby you have to have the, the players living nearby and you have to have uh, good links with the, with the schools to ensure that you can take them out of schools but that can only be good for, for their development but at the same time you've got to ensure that the, the welfare of, of the player uh, and that it's not just about football it's about making sure that they're well-rounded individuals that they're, they're educated properly and, and not just in football but, but outside of football as well so it's, it's looking at the whole big picture as well and not just about football Fantastic, thank you very much Is that for okay? your time That's Good. Very appreciated Great, thank you